0: new beginning let's go started back rocking the brown ever since we've been knocking them down baby says you want to go to the game taught her how to say padre gang started back rocking the brown ever since we've been knocking them down Mitchell and Ness with the old school name all of the homies holla padre gang yeah and good morning on the east coast good evening Late night on the West Coast. Ben Fadden, your host here, the Talking Fires podcast and YouTube show. Come to you live on YouTube and on Twitter. I appreciate everyone for tuning in. Probably most of you guys are asleep right now. Uh, I was working tonight, so that's why I had to come in late and do this uh, after I was done working. And so that's why it's late that I'm doing this. Uh, the Padres have wrapped up their four-game set. They've taken three out of four. Against the Arizona Diamondbacks to start off their season. They're in first place, three and one. Thursday seemed like such a long time ago when I was freaking out, when fans were freaking out that Taylor Rodgers wasn't pitching, uh, you know, and it was Robert Suarez. And then Stammen gives up the walk off homer to Seth Beer. That seems like a long time ago, but we'll recap that game. We'll recap all the games. We'll talk about Mackenzie Gore. We'll talk about the Blake Snell injury. We'll even talk about a little bit of LeBron James because that came up. Uh, on the Padres' Twitter account. And I and a lot of fans like that, and they want LeBron to be at a Padre game, and I totally disagree, but we'll get to that. Um, so thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Make sure to hit that subscribe button on YouTube and click that notification bell so that you don't miss a video, you don't miss when I go live, so that you can interact with me. Uh, for anyone that's coming in new here, I did set up a voicemail number Uh, 619-335-5770. It's on the ticker below for the YouTube and Twitter audience. Um, Again, 619-335-5770. That is a voicemail number to call in, give your thoughts. Um, Not live, but like you call in, drop a voicemail, give your Padres thoughts, and then I'll play them on the next episode that I do. Uh, I am scheduled to have at least one interview uh, this coming week, so that'll be excited, probably midweek. Um, and then pregame shows before every game like I usually do, uh, postgame reaction videos, and then an episode after every series. Uh, but this episode, before we get really started here, uh, Irie says, well, hey Ben, what's up? Uh, hey, Irie, thanks for tuning in. Before we get started here, this episode, episode 147 of the Talking Fires podcast and YouTube show is brought to you by Gaglion Bros, famous cheesesteaks and subs, gaglionbros.com. You can go to that website to view their entire menu. Great cheesesteaks, great garlic fries located in Mission Gorge and Point Loma. Those are their two shop locations. And then starting April 14th, this coming Thursday with Joe Musgrove on the mound, you can go get yourself a cheesesteak and some garlic fries to sit and enjoy Padres baseball all season long at Petco Park. They have stands inside Petco Park. If you didn't know already, uh, I'm sure a lot of you guys already knew that, but if you didn't know already, Gagnon Bros has cheesesteaks and garlic fries that you can get inside the stadium Uh, Their main booth is down the third baseline field level by the Valley Sports San Diego pregame and postgame booth where Mike Pomerantz and uh, Mark Sweeney usually do their pre and postgame show when the Padres are uh, playing at Petco. Uh, So they're the sponsor, gagglonebros.com, to view their entire menu, their locations, their addresses, their phone numbers, all that good stuff. All right, let's get to the series. Again, the Padres take three out of four. Hopefully, uh, you were able to tune into some of these games, whether it was on the radio with Jesse or Tony, or with Don and Mud. Uh, TV wise, um, let's start off with Thursday's game. Padres ended up losing this one four to two to the Diamondbacks. Obviously, uh, it looked good to start out. Padres got their first two runs with a Voit walk with the bases loaded. You know, they were just given. They were just given runs. You know, um, Nola had an RBI single through the right side. It was like a four hopper. The top of the fourth Machado had a pop-up down the first baseline and he accidentally collided with Christian Walker. Um, So that was a big story that was on, you know, social media where uh, you know, Arizona Diamondbacks fans and casual fans that don't watch Manny every day that, you know, they started that all whole, you know, garbage take of, you know, Manny's a dirty player, just like I predicted, just like I tweeted out. Uh, Bally sports, Arizona tweeted the video of that Machado pop-up, and they captioned it, quote, can't do that, Manny, end quote. It's like, and I responded, like, can't do what? What do you mean you can't do that? All he, he was literally, you can't run down the baseline like you're supposed to and then try to jump out of the way when you see that Christian Walker's there. You're not allowed to do that, Valley Sports Arizona. Like, that comment just didn't make sense. That was not a dirty play on Manny's part. He was running down the baseline. I get he has to give Christian Walker way, and he tried to when he realized that Christian Walker was there. He had his head down, and then he looked up, and Christian Walker was there, and he tried jumping out of the way. And so supposedly those Arizona people weren't watching the same game that I was, uh, but that kind of ticked me off a little bit. But you, Darvish started this game for the Padres. What a way to start off the season for starting pitching, not just him, but Sean and I as well. And we'll get to him, but Darvish 92 pitches, six, no hit innings to start off first batter that he'll was a bloop single. So he gave up that no hitter. He also gave up Manaya's no hitter uh, the night after that. Uh, but Darvish was amazing. Again, 92 pitches, six, no hit innings. What a way to start off the season. And it, it, it's similar to last year, right? Like, he started off hot last year and then, you know, near the all-star break, the injuries hurt him. You know, the back, the hip, that that's where it kind of went south on him, you know, the second half of the year. So hopefully that doesn't happen again. Um, but right now, he it seems like he's getting off to a pretty dang good start to start off the season. Uh, where all hell kind of happened was in the ninth, obviously, some, a game that we'll probably remember for a while just because it was opening day. Where the Padres should have won the game, they should have actually swept the series because they obviously ended up winning the last three games of the series, but they didn't because in the ninth inning, Robert Suarez came in because Taylor Rogers wasn't available because he threw a bullpen the day before, an extended bullpen because the Twins hadn't traded him yet. They tw- they traded Rogers on opening day, not the day before, uh, but Rod- so Rogers wasn't available. Suarez came in and he hits two guys walk, or excuse me, walks two guys, hits a batter. So you got to take him out after that because he just isn't confident. It's in his head. Then you bring in a veteran in Stammen, but Stammen's used to clean innings. You bring him in with the bases loaded. He spikes one, brings in a run, makes it 2-1, to and then a three-run home run by Seth Beer walk-off, D-backs win. Just a terrible way to start the season. It was a good start by Darvish. The offense wasn't really clicking, uh, but it was a terrible way to end that game and to start off 0-1 that way. Definitely hurt. Um, so I want to touch on that Thursday game, and then kind of in chronological events here. There, I don't know if you guys saw this, but Chris Paddock, he came out with a quote, you know, talking about, you know, obviously he was traded. He was traded in that Taylor Rogers deal. He was traded to the Minnesota Twins, and he, I guess, he told the reporters that he doesn't like, or that the Twins colors looks quote looks fairly good on me. Better than the golden brown, I looked like UPS, end quote. Like a UPS driver, I think, is what he's getting at. Uh, And I'm one of Paddock's biggest fans. I was when he was with the Padres, but I don't understand that comment. Like, okay, you could tell the reporters, I love, you know, the blue and red. I love how this Twins uniform looks on me and leave it at that. I don't think you needed to bash the Padres uniforms. The Padres uniforms didn't do anything to you. You know, did the potter's organization even do anything to you? I don't, I don't think so. You know, they, they, okay. They acquired Musgrove, Darvish and Snell and manaya to put in front of you. I don't think that's necessarily something that Paddock should get pissed off about. Right. And to say, it looks fairly good on me better than the golden Brown. I look like UPS. Like why are you trying to roast our uniforms and like, make a negative comment about our team. You could have just left. I would have been fine. Leave it at, you know, I'm excited for the Twins. I love this uniform and leave it at that. Why do you have to compare it and try to make a fool out of the Padres? Like that, that, that didn't make sense to me. I think that was uh, something that he probably shouldn't have said. I don't know if he regrets and I'm not him, but that comment to me, I just, Don't understand that comment. That comment just didn't make sense to me. Like, I don't think you had to go that far, Chris. Come on. You didn't have to go that far. Yeah, I I agree. I love the Brown as well. Yeah, I I don't know. I think it's one of the best uniforms in baseball, if not the best, you know? Especially their – I mean, the home jerseys are good, but, like, the – road, the tan, all-tan pinstripe, not the brown solid that they wore game one and lost, but the tan, all-tan pinstripe road uni. I like that one, too. Like, I I don't understand why he had to go that far, but I wanted to touch on that. I thought that was kind of a dumb comment by him. Uh, But moving on to Friday's game, Padres ended up getting their first win of the season, Bob Melvin's first win as the San Diego Padres manager in a regular season. Three to nothing, Sean Mania, Sean Diego. I I think I saw some shirts about that. Sean Diego, uh, seven no-hit innings to start off your Padre official Padre career. That's a pretty dang good start right there. My goodness. Seven no-hit innings, no runs, walked only one guy, so three less than Darvish did the night before, struck out seven. Profar had that two-run homer in the first. Uh, that was the Padres' first home run of the season. Little pound town there. Uh, Profar also had an infield single down the third baseline. There was a throwing error that scored Hosmer, made it three to nothing. Uh, Hill again, like I mentioned, he had he had the no hitter broken up against him after uh, Mania came out of the game. Abrams went over four in his Padres' his major league debut. Taylor Rogers in his Padre debut got the save. One inning, no hits, one strikeout. Abrams made a great play in the hole, by the way. That 5-5 hole, a great play that he made there. And I saw this stat from the Darvish and Mania starts. The Padres are the only team in modern era, in the modern era to have starting pitchers pitch six plus innings without allowing a hit in back to back games. Any team since the modern era, in the modern era. Um, so that's impressive. There's also an, another stat. I forget what it was, where um, I think this one wasn't just back-to-back, but it was back-to-back to start a season since, like, 1901. The Potters are first to do that, like, have six-plus innings from their first two guys. So that's another impressive one as well. Um, I did want to talk about, though, in this game, I mean, there was a lot of good things. Obviously, Mania was great, you know, hitting his spots, fastball up, slider – Away, low and away, he was he was great all night. Uh, but I did want to talk about the uh, Peralta and Profar little uh, jawing session uh, that happened when Profar got thrown out. I think a run scored, but he got thrown out, and he was at, he actually slapped the third baseman's glove. I mentioned this on the pregame show, I think, before Saturday's game. He slapped the third baseman's glove, and Peralta took exception to that and said that, you know, after the game that he wasn't going to stand up for that. Um, and I don't blame him. To be honest, I know I'm a Padre fan, but that seemed like a pretty dirty play from Profar. Uh, I showed it on the pregame shows so you can go watch uh, that to see the replay or go look it up for yourself. I just don't have it loaded right now. But um, I-, I thought that was a dirty play, so I don't blame Peralta for, for uh, getting in not getting in his face, but just kind of jawing at Profar and saying, yeah, don't do that. Don't disrespect te- my teammate, you know, that sort of stuff. Uh, but that was interesting. Obviously we didn't really, initially I didn't really know what they were talking about until I you know, tweeted it out. A fan got back to me and then I went back and replayed it. And then I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause you know, in real time you're just looking at, you're kind of focused on, okay, is he out? Is he safe? End of the inning, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, you're not really focused on. Oh, holy cow! He just punched the third baseman's glove. Like that wasn't necessary, you know. Um, so that was a definitely an interesting thing that happened there. But the story of Friday night, uh, CJ made a good play in the whole five-five hole in that ninth inning. And Sean Diego, Sean Mania, Padres' actual regular season debut, seven no-hit innings. Pretty darn good way to start off your Padre career if I should say so, myself. Moving to Saturday's game. This was a good one as well. Padres won 5-2. to two. They kind of grinded this one out. Before the game, Kevin Ac said pregame that Tatis is ahead of schedule, should swing a bat in about three weeks. He can run and ride a stationary bike right now. Um, June 7th is the earliest that he can return because he, earlier this year he was placed on the 60-day IL. Um, so he has to wait those 60 days to, to, uh, come back. It's not like they can wait 50 days and put him on. You got to wait those 60 days, regardless of how he feels. Um, you would expect them maybe to go down and get some minor league at bats, but I don't know if he will, maybe he just gets at bats against some pitchers or off pitching machines and stuff like that, because the last couple of times that he's come back, I forget if he went on rehab assignments, but he came back from the subluxations. I know this is different, but he came back from an injury and he looked good. You know, he homered in the first game back. So I don't know how long those, if he goes on a minor league, you know, rehab assignment at all. Um, but as for Saturday's game, they get their second one of the second one this season when five to two over the Diamondbacks, Musgrove, six strong innings, quality start, only two earned runs. And those are both David Peralta. Peralta had, A RBI double in the first over Grisham's head in left center. Then he hit another home run. Uh, Off Musgrove, those were the only two runs that he gave up. Didn't walk anyone, which I obviously love to see. Eight strikeouts. No walks is obviously I'm a huge fan of. You know, just stay inside the strike zone and hopefully, you know, you're probably going to end up better than if you're walking guys and then you give up meatballs. You know, I'd rather give up a solo home run than a three-run home run because you walk two guys before that. Um, but yeah, David Peralta was those two runs off Musgrove. Good start to the season for him. Uh, the starting pitcher, no hit streak. I did want to note that lasted 13 and a third innings to start the season. Obviously, Darvish six innings his first game, Musgrove seven or not, Musgrove, Manaya seven innings the second game, and then Musgrove got the first out of the game, and then the second uh batter, I believe, got a hit. So, or excuse me, not the second batter. Yeah, yeah, second batter because it was 13 and then a third, one out. So, yeah, the second batter of the game. So, it must have been Tell Marte that got a hit off Musgrove. I think it was a dinker into left field. But that ended the Padres' starting pitcher and no-hit streak uh, to start the season. Um, but, you know, just from notes from this game, I mean, Stephen Wilson made his Major League debut in the seventh, one inning, no runs, one strikeout. In the eighth, this was huge. I talked about this on my post-game reaction. Uh, Machado gets on. He ends up stealing second base, and then with a great jump, by the way, it was like halfway to second, you know, when, uh, the pitcher was delivering the ball to the plate. Uh, a wild pitch got him to third. And then that set up uh, Eric Hosmer's bullet to second, which scored Manny. Uh, and then I believe one more run scored later that inning but that was huge. That made it four to two at the end of eight. And then they, I believe they got another run when Jose Azekar got his first major league hit driving in CJ Abrams, who also got his first major league hit that same ninth inning. So great moments all around from Steven Wilson, from CJ Abrams, from Jose Azekar, who looks pretty comfortable by the way, at the big league level. Uh, David Peralta nearly tied the game in the bottom half of the eighth with a homer down the right field line. But, uh, it was foul, and then Pierce Johnson ended up striking them out on the next pitch. So that was all good there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Haas after this game, he sat Sunday. So right now he's hitting 500. And the April Hosmer is back. That was, you know, pretty much my title of this episode, along with Sean Diego. April Hosmer is back. And there's a lot of people that I've seen, where are the Hosmer haters now? Blah, 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 blah. And you, you can't hate it, you can't, you know, you're not loyal if you like him now, but you were hating him earlier. It's like, that's the dumbest argument ever. Like we're actually more loyal if we're cheering for him now when he's doing good, because we're supposed to have higher expectations for a dude that's getting paid $144 million to be the starting first baseman and to hit in the middle of the lineup. And he hasn't produced in those first, most of those first four years with the Padres, he's made less than five of the $80 million over the first four years of his contract. So he's not living up to expectations. And April, that's just his trend. Every April, every start of the season, and usually it's against the Diamondbacks, that first series of the year, he he's on fire. He starts out on fire, maybe because he's fresh, who knows? Start of the season, you know, he's happy. Who knows? You know, he hasn't gotten to a slump yet. Who knows? He always seems to start out hot. You know, in 2020, he had that like six RBI game against Mad Bum at Petco when there were no fans. Uh, he, he just starts out hot. You know, he had a hit on opening day. He had a double off Mad Bone. Um, he had that bullet on Saturday, that drone uh, Manny. So he starts out hot. So if he continues this, you know, past April and into May and then June, okay, yeah, I'll keep praising him. And I'll keep, I'll keep, and I'm going to praise him right now, to be honest, because he's playing well. That's what I care about. I'm not here to hate on Hosmer. I'm not here to hate on. Any player, you know, I want all of the guys to do well because I'm a Padre fan. But I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat things and, you know, try to, you know, have pom-poms for Hosmer if he's grounding out to second base and striking out all the time like he's been doing the majority of his Padres contract, it seems like. I'm not going to do that. Just not going to do it. And I'll, you know, if Fernando, I said this the other day, Fernando was doing the same thing, guess what? I would not be saying Fernando is the best player on the team. You know, I'm not, I'm not here to play, you know, favorites. I have my favorite players on the team, but that doesn't mean that I'm not just going to That doesn't, you know, mean I'm going to sit here and not hold them accountable, right? I'm here to say what I feel, you know, give my thoughts to you. Have you guys give your thoughts to me? In the voicemail, again, 619-355-5770. And in the comments, I'm here to communicate with you. Give give me, you guys, give me your thoughts. I give you my actual thoughts, no sugarcoating anything. And so I want to see Hosmer have success. I want to see everyone have success because if they're having success, the Padres are having success. And that's at the end of the day, that's what we all care about. We're loyal to the Padres' success. We're not loyal to one player on the team. You know, that's their family that are loyal to them. And totally they should be. You know, I'm not saying, I'll leave it at that. But I'm definitely loyal as someone who, you know, goes to half the team's home games each year, usually. I'm loyal to the team's success. I don't care who's out there. If Jose Azucar gets hot and Grisham continues to – or Myers considers to be lost at the plate, put Jose Azucar in the outfield. Start him in the outfield. Okay. You know, whatever's going to help the team win. You know, it's it's just the way it is. Yeah, but Josh here says, where are the Hosmer haters at? They're nowhere right now because he's helping the Padres. Just drives my main point. I'm gonna root for I'm gonna root for them. I don't care how much they suck. I'm still gonna say as I'm watching the game. Come on, Haas, get a hit here, you know. But if they're not producing, I'm not gonna say, oh no, he still deserves to be in the lineup because he's making twenty million a year. No, the person that deserves to be in the lineup is the guy that helps the team win the most, not the guy making the most money. And Bob Melvin, I'm pretty sure realizes that. He's already slid Myers down to the eight hole, you know? Um, so I wanted to touch on that. On Saturday as well, Mackenzie Gore, man, he was great in his spring training, or not spring training, his minor league debut, season debut uh, against Round Rock. He's pitching for AAA here. For the YouTube and Twitter audience, here's some of his. Highlights from his first start of the minor league season in El Paso. He goes five innings, doesn't give up a run, doesn't walk anyone, which obviously is huge. Not walking anyone is huge because that was his big problem last year. But here you go. And I had a chat not long ago. Payoff pitch, swing and a miss. Tremendous defense in the outfield. Swing and a miss. Worked him on the easy gas. edge. 200, easy so gas. he'll have the body bill for it. Payoff pitch. Can't take it. 1-2. Ah. Swing and a miss. Slider in on the hand. Strike three. The big leagues. Gore winds and deals 2-2. Two, two. See you, Carpenter. See us. Carpenter in disagreement. Oliver Marmall, the manager, was sick. Swing and a miss. Slider in on the hand. Slider's nasty. Oh, two. Sweet Gas. Man, strike three. Bye bye. Strikes out the side. That's four punch outs in a row for McKenzie. So, McKenzie looked good. McKenzie looked good. And that's a good sign. You know, obviously, that leads me into obviously uh, Sunday's game where Snell didn't even start, right? He was warming up. And then, uh, you know, 10 minutes. Before the game, you know that last like warm up pitch or whatever, he hurts his groin, his adductor, or whatever, his thigh area, uh, and around the same spot that he hurt last year at Dodger Stadium in September, in the middle of September, that ended his season, and so Chris Matt has to come in, uh, and so that that's where that Gore, you know, great start there comes into play because he could pitch Friday if Snow goes on the injured list, and it seems like. That might happen. That's what Bob Melvin said after the game. Uh, he said that Snell warmed up, but didn't start to that le- due to the left adductor tightness. It's not near as bad as last year, but it was in the same area. Melvin says he probably will go on the IL, but he's not hold. He's going to hold off on that. Excuse me. He says he's going to hold off on that to see how he feels tomorrow. Uh, but Chris Mack came in in this game today, earlier today, and pitched great. Three innings, didn't give up a run in four strikeouts on short notice. And I know as a reliever, right? That's your job, right? You usually come in on short notice. But for Chris Matt, he was probably expected, he was probably preparing to come in, you know, fourth or fifth inning behind Snell, not at the start of the game, you know, with in a moment's notice, boom. And, you know, Melvin said that they had to give Chris Matt a few more uh, additional warm up pitches than usual because he wasn't ready, you know, he wasn't expecting to come in. Uh, but I, this seemed, I mean, he, it was like last year where he he was like the hidden MVP of the team. No one talked about it, but, you know, Musgrove wanted to give him his props at the end of last season just because he was able to fill in and continue to eat innings. And when you had Vince Velasquez and Jake Arrieta there, and, you know, you just had to find innings with him and Reese Kinnear and Stammen, you know, more honed in help, you know, going down early in the season. There were just injuries, obviously, throughout the rotation. And Chris Matt stayed healthy pretty much the entire year, uh, I think the entire year. And he was just the innings eater that literally got the team through games. And I don't know how they would have gotten through them if Chris Matt you know, wasn't a big part in it last year. But he continues that this year, three shutout innings on very short notice. So Profar hit a grand slam today. Alfaro hit a solo homer, so they went back-to-back. But the MVP of this game is Chris Matt for me because of that job that he did. And right now we'll show, I'll show you. Uh, let's see here. I'll show the Profar Granny. Here's Jerks and Profar's Granny. Caleb Smith. I mean, he was walking the ball yard, walk voigt, walk myers to load the bases, and then Profar comes out big. Profar hits it in the air to left field, sending Peralta back. Looking up, the San Diego Padres are on the road in Arizona. jerks Jerickson Profar gets his second home run of the year. It's a grand slam, and the Padres jump out to the 4-0 lead. Profar. He hit that thing far. He hit that thing far. Alfaro hit one far as well, you know, with that back-to-back home run. Uh, That blew open the game. They end up winning by five runs today, 10-5. to After uh, losing, you know, the season opener, they end up taking three games in a row, To end this series on a good note, first place in the National League West, three and one record heading into San Fran. I really appreciate this comment. Put a thumbs up uh, for Ben on this late night stream. I appreciate that. Again, like this. Subscribe to this YouTube channel for daily Padres content during the season. Daily content. Pre-game shows, post-game reaction videos. It's all there. Uh, Episodes come in multiple times a week, hopefully an interview, at least one per week. Still trying to get some big, big, big time guests on this season. We'll see if we can make that happen. And then later this summer, expect some coverage inside Petco Park, getting some fan perspective. Uh, maybe I'll walk up and talk to some fans uh, live as well. So look forward to that. Maybe show some batting practice when I'm in there. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Hit that subscribe button. Tell your friends. And again, feel free, use that uh, voicemail 619-355-5770 to leave a voicemail with your Padres thoughts. And I'll feature it on the next episode. If you want to be the first one to use it, go ahead. I haven't, at least from what I've seen so far, haven't seen anyone uh, use it yet, but I want to hear your guys' reactions, you know, because it's one thing to hear it or see it, excuse me, to, to see these reactions in the comments, but to really hear your voice and your emotion. I love that. So make sure you can use that uh, use that voicemail to your advantage. All right. So that was Sunday's game, won it by 5 runs. Um, ProFar with the Granny, he has a one five three eight OPS right now. He already has two homers on the year, two homers in his In the first series of the season, and he's halfway to his 2021 home run mark. He hit four last year, and he's already hit two and we're one series into the season. So that's a good sign, right? I just hope that he continues it. Um, I mean, it's good, right, that Matt Beatty's not playing because that means that Provar is playing well. Uh, so hopefully Profar can continue this same thing with Hosmer again like I mentioned you know I'm rooting for all these guys I want everyone to do well and I want me to be wrong about Hosmer you know I want me to be wrong with Preller about how we probably should have went and got you know a left fielder instead of you know a a platoon backup bench outfielder and Beatty and sticking with a utility guy for left field you know it's the first series of the season so guess what I'm not gonna say, oh, Preller is a genius for this, you know. I still remember last year, the first of three years of a $21 million contract that he gave Profar, you know, and then I obviously still remember the first pretty much four years of Hosmer's contract. So I'm not going to excuse Preller after one series. Um, so that's the series, probably take three out of four. We got the Giants coming up. Nick Martinez on Monday, You e. Darvish on Tuesday, Sean Maniah Wednesday. then the home opener petco park april 14th inside petco park where you where you can get your gag bros famous cheesesteaks and subs uh garlic fries you can get that starting april 14th with joe musgrove on the mound against matt olson ozzy albies dansby swanson and the defending champion atlanta braves at petco park uh alex wood should start against nick martinez tomorrow Uh, let's see. Alex Cobb against Darvish on Tuesday, Logan Webb against Manaya. That'll be a great matchup on Wednesday. Um, and then I'll, I should have another episode coming out, uh, on Wednesday night, probably. Uh, probably I'll go live probably at like 8 p.m. ish Pacific time. Um, so stay tuned for that. Again, pregame shows before every game, bullpen usage charts, all that good stuff. Uh, But I did want to touch on this. I did tease it at the beginning, and that's LeBron James. And this is a Padres podcast and YouTube show, so you're probably asking Ben, why the heck are you going to talk about LeBron James here? Well, the Padres I saw today quote tweeted LeBron. And I'll show you what happened here with this tweet. They quote tweeted LeBron James because LeBron, I guess, said something. What do you say here? So, someone sent a picture of Petco Park and then a verified person. I have no idea who this dude is, uh, but he said Padres getting a lot of votes uh, as the best stadium, I think. And then LeBron replied back and said, My boys from San Diego have been saying their s- stadium. And games are dope too. Tatis is a beast in all caps too. Um, uh, and then the Padres said, "Can confirm, come through, King James with eye emojis." And yeah, I there there are people that are saying, yeah, come through. They, that they'd like it. They'd like the the publicity that would come with this LeBron James coming to a Padres game and all of that. But really. This is stupid. Like these Padre fans that are saying this are dumb. Like they, they just don't make sense. Like, what are we doing? You know, here's my tweet that I put out in response to this. You know, people were saying uh, to my to the Padres tweet, I quote treated the Padres after they said, come through LeBron And I quote treated him with a picture of him smoking a cigar or whatever uh, in a Dodgers uniform, a Dodgers jersey that he has. And so I replied to the Padres, I say, no, at Padres, we're good without LeBron. And I posted the Dodger picture of him in a Dodger jersey. You know, like, so he's just a bandwagon. You know, he's not a real baseball fan, I don't think. He was an Indians fan. He was a Yankees fan. Now he's a Dodgers fan. Now he wants to come to Petco and probably wear a Padre jersey and throw out the first pitch. When he's in LA, he plays for the Los Angeles Lakers. Like, why are we? Why do we want this guy here? You know, he's a LA guy. We we don't want him. Um, so I did want to mention that. I think that was a little stupid of you know, fans to all of a sudden want to jump on that side of things. I'm just going through the comments here real quick. Irie, in terms of the LeBron thing, says, no different from when Kevin Costner played in spring training or uh, Michael Jordan for the White Sox back in the day, AAA spring training. But it is different because LeBron wouldn't be playing. He would just be trying to get free tickets and jump on a bandwagon and come to San Diego to watch Tatis play when he's supposed to be a Dodger fan. You know? No, he's no, he's a I'm not I don't want a Dodger fan to fake being a Padre fan. Sorry, get out of here, LeBron. Sorry. I don't care about you, dude. All right, I think I'll wrap this up. Uh, it's 2:07 a.m. right now where I am on the East Coast, 11:07 uh, p.m. Uh, on Sunday night on the West Coast. I appreciate everyone watching this live, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, listen to this, you know, replay on tw- on Twitter or YouTube. Listen on the podcast version. Download the podcast. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Hit the like button. Turn on the notification. Hit that notification bell so you don't miss any content I put out. Again, free. Feel free to use that voicemail 619-355-5770 to give your Padres thoughts. I'd love for someone to use it because uh, again, I want to. I want to hear that emotion from your guys' voices because uh, I love communicating with Padres fans. So this has been fun. Again, Padres take three out of four. Have three crucial series uh, up with the Giants in San Francisco. You got. Martinez, Darvish, Mania, so 5-1-2 in the Padres rotation before Musgrove takes the hill at home to start off the first Padres homestand of the season. Uh, so Padres are 3-1. and one. Great show tonight. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you, everyone, for supporting me and supporting this channel. I'll sign off here. Let's go, Padres. Stay safe, everyone. Until next time, see ya.